All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode seven of Life in Microdoses with your host, Andre and Derek. Hey, what's going on? It's been a minute. I know we've been. Uh, what have we been doing? <laughs> I feel like we've been all over the place. Um, I mean, we've recently converted. <laughs> yeah, I guess to share with the, the listeners, um, we've uh, recently converted our den into a, yeah. a computer slash office yeah. space. Mm-hmm. So we've been um, we've been in this condo for about four or five years now, yeah. and throughout the entire time, there was always either like a third roommate or we use that den as storage space. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the first time where we've been able to utilize it properly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we can share. You yeah, know, yeah. it was a S thirty five storage space. <laughs> we had uh, shelving. You know, a lot of your orders came through there. We had, um, you know, any pickup orders were were delivered or uh, fulfilled through here. Um, if you guys received any cool mugs or notebooks, <laughs> that, that came from 35. Um, and yeah, you know, and now we've thankfully expanded um, and have a slightly bigger housing place for, our, for all our product. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys for the support so far. You know, we've uh, we've seen the comments of you guys listening to the podcast. We've seen the comments of you guys, you know, just sharing uh, about S35 and the brand. And, you know, we're able to finally have a, a desk to work at now. Yeah, because uh, prior to that, for the last four or five years, we've been uh, just bunkering down at the kitchen table with our laptops hunched over. I know. Now, oh, my God. And now our, uh, hopefully our posture is going to thank us later now. I know we actually have actual chairs to sit in now, yeah. not, not just our <laughs> kitchen dining chairs, which definitely took a toll on us know, during uh, the pandemic. I feel like I, I definitely have back pain because of that now. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. But it's uh, it made me realize how important having a space that you love to be in and that like... Like sitting at? Yeah, and that's dedicated just for work. Mm-hmm. And like... I don't know how people who live in like really tiny condos do this, but it's so important to have like boundaries in your home. Yeah. Like this is where you sleep. This is where you chill. This is where you eat. This is where you work. Um, and I think like prior to that, um, we didn't have those boundaries because sometimes I'd eat on the couch. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I'll actually, no, I don't really eat in my room. That's kind of gross. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. Um, I feel like you do work on the kitchen table. I feel like when we lived in, well, I know when I lived in Saga at my parents' house, I used to eat in my room a lot. Because my room was big enough to have a, a desk and yeah, right. But in this condo that we live in, um, which I guess to paint the view uh, picture for the viewers, it's a two bedroom and a den, mm-hmm. twelve hundred square feet, um, pretty high ceilings, like ten foot ten foot ceilings, and we have a good view of the Toronto Islands. Yeah. Um, so our our place has always been like the hangout, chill spot, um, good living area, open concept, you know, work live play environment. But yeah. now it's a yeah, kind of like you said, it's a bit more defined. Yeah. We know where we work and we know where we play now <laughs> before yeah, it used yeah. to be all together. Yeah. And it's evolved a lot over the years because uh, when we first moved downtown, we were just so like wide-eyed and, and so excited about um, moving down here, especially coming from Mississauga. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like for the first few years, this place was party central for, for like our Saga friends and then like the new friends that we met in downtown. So it was just uh, just to see that of uh, evolution from that to like where we're at right now is actually pretty pretty strange. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> you recently got a uh, a bench and some dumbbells as well. 
Oh yeah. We we cleared out some of the balcony furniture and yeah. you know, it's this place is definitely different than when we moved in five years yeah. ago. <laughs> I guess it, it's also like a reflection of uh, just who we are, who we we become too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because like, I don't know. I I can't remember the last time I drank till I blacked out, or even even like not smoking weed anymore. Um, yeah, I know. Have we told the the listeners that we did that? I think so. Right? Or did we? I think we talked about that you did. Right, so I guess the update is now you have also quit smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. For the yeah, like for the 90, most part, ninety five percent, ninety five percent, I've smoked. I've stopped. Um, I I'll indulge in the few tokies here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but nothing uh, like uh, yeah, nothing like the massive amounts that we did. Um, yo, especially was, at the start of lockdown, where we were smoking like five joints a night. Yeah, we we're doing five joints a night. That was like some superhuman strength. I don't know how we I did know. that. Especially, especially when you think about how we started. Yeah, I remember when uh, when our old roommate Eric, when he lived here, um, we kind of all got into weed together, and we would smoke like one or two t- tokes out in the balcony. We'd be high for the rest of the day. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, we had that little. We had that little like cheap bong, and then or sometimes we would use a water bottle bong. Yeah. You know, take like yeah. two tokes and be high for all night. And that was our night, like <laughs> once or twice a week. Yeah. And then it evolved to, yo, we need to smoke every night. <laughs> and then it, multiple times a night. And then now we're uh, cold sober. Do you miss it at all? Not miss it, but like, don't you, uh, not even tempted, but don't you just want to like indulge in it when you see your friends doing it here and there? Um. I what I will miss is coming home because though like pre-pandemic we used to party a lot right mm-hmm. go out to Big Trouble go out to Citizen um, me personally I would go like Lost on Mondays or whatever yeah. right and when you come home drunk and go to sleep I feel like that's very terrible sleep and you wake up thirsty you wake up like just with headaches but when you smoke after a night of drinking and then go to sleep it just feels amazing right. So I am going to miss that. So I don't know. When the world opens back up and we're able to party again, I might pick up smoking just for that, just to like take the edge off of all the, the, the alcohol before taking a sleep, uh, going to nap. Um, but I think that's about it, to be honest. Um, I mean, to kind of touch on uh, an episode that will not be released that we recorded last week, um, we kind of discussed how, you know, we had our friend, uh, we had our really good friend Johnny over talked about a lot about uh, a lot of personal stuff it ended up going in more of a personal direction but we can kind of touch on a few things in that uh conversation um and one of them is you know maybe us smoking less weed or stop smoking weed definitely changed um the amount of quality time we spent together right we're no longer well i mean we're less likely to just like get high watch movies talk a bunch of shit for a couple hours yeah. and it was definitely, uh, I didn't realize how much of a, a bonding agent it was mm-hmm. for friends. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, like, like, not to say that our friendship depended on it, because obviously we were friends before we all yeah, started yeah, smoking yeah, weed, yeah. but a lot of our great S35 marketing ideas came from when we were high. A lot of just like life contemplation, I guess, and discussing small intricacies and things like that came from smoking weed in those sessions. Um, and we kind of realized, yeah, hey, maybe this did play a factor into things, you know, because um, I guess to share with our viewers, like, you know, we have been discussing, uh, I guess, the pitfalls 
of having a business with your friends. Yeah. You know, and how, um, yeah. Let's talk about that. Actually. I think that's a, that's a good topic. Um, that a lot of people, especially getting into businesses with their friends or partners, whoever, uh, could f- hopefully like find some value in this. And I think like we had a pretty good conversation yeah, with uh, yeah. you, Johnny, and I. Um, but I think uh, one of the biggest um, things that we noticed is that when you work with friends and you spend all that time uh, with your friends discussing the business, the company, and stuff like that, you you kind of forget to distinguish between quality like time that you spend with your friends talking about business and quality time as just as friends friends, yeah right and i think that's uh that is kind of like what we've been going through yeah 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 because yeah you're like oh you know we hung out all day for a meeting we hung out we we spent a lot of time together this week yeah but it wasn't really it was more so under the guise of work versus the guise of friendship yeah, it definitely wasn't interesting to go through firsthand because you definitely hear stories about that. Yeah. And um, I mean, for us, it's not like it's it was like that big of a an issue. Um, it was just more so something that I guess primarily the three of us, since we're all really close friends. Yeah. Um, felt like something was a bit off. Right. You know, and it's also like everyone's just at different stages in their life now. Yeah. Because I think with us three, we're probably the most um, like connected. Yeah, in terms of like our interests, uh, yeah. like how much time we spend together, yeah. that type of stuff. Like with, uh, like obviously with Jason and Sandy, like they're married, they have their own life going on. Um, Eric's, <laughs> Eric's, like, <laughs> Eric's, Eric's just, like recluse, and he, he, even though he's only five minutes away, it feels like he's an hour away. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, it's always uh, it's always great seeing that guy's face walk through the door. Yeah, it was just interesting to to kind of like point that out. Uh, with each other. Yeah, because I never felt like we had that issue before. You know, I feel like if anything before, you know, Johnny working on Buddha Bomb, us helping him with Buddha Bomb stuff, me and you working on Mariner Agency, uh, like doing photography together. It's not like there was a thing where it, it just felt like you were doing work with a friend. Yeah, like I, I know what right? you mean. Like those those work sessions that where we'll literally be at the kitchen table and... We're kind of all doing our own thing, but we'll still break that wall of yeah, work yeah, and yeah, still yeah. kind of be able to chill and talk as friends. And I don't know if it's because we're all now working on the same company, the same goal, um, that it feels different. But it definitely does feel like there's a lot more on the line. Yeah, I think it's because of the um, the seriousness yeah. of the company. Like, obviously, Schedule 35 is definitely growing and expanding and there's a lot to do and there's um ups and downs with the company you know and with things like our domain being changed from .com to .co um definitely had an impact on sales for us i mean sales and then but i think like more importantly with like internally uh like you definitely felt the morale shift a bit Mm -hmm. and i think that's like i think it's when moments like that where we really need to be mindful of all right, yo, we're friends. We need to like pick each other up. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think we are definitely so passionate about this where when things like that happen, we do, yeah. you know, it does damage our morale and we do feel like, oh man, like I just need a breather. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got to like re recollect myself and then go ham back at it again. Cause it's, it's very discouraging when the marketing efforts and the things that we do are working and then all of a sudden like stop working. And you're like, mm-hmm. why is there this disconnect? 
you know, we're, we're, we're doing the same work, but the disconnect isn't there. Or sorry, the connection isn't there. It might be just one of those things where we, because of the space we're in and we, we constantly just have to roll with these punches where the landscape is always changing. Um, like one day you'll hear that like a, a new state is legalizing it right. and they're decriminalizing stuff. And then next thing you know, you get hit with like <laughs> some like cease and desist some orders. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's definitely such a roller coaster. So like I'm, I'm kind of like trying to learn not to get too high or too low when things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just be more balanced, more be more uh, balanced. And just, let's just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Cause it definitely will be much more of a crazier ride when we are in the U S yeah. which hopefully to those listening to this, when this episode is out, will be, you know, in maybe four weeks time. Yeah. You know, is what we're planning. Um, the states that we're planning in currently are all the decriminalized states, which is Colorado, Oregon, Washington, and we're going to be in California as well, even though they haven't decriminalized yet, but we feel like it's, yeah, uh, that yeah. it's on the way. So those are the four main states that we're going to start out of. And um, who knows what <laughs> ups and downs that will bring Schedule 35. But, but you know, we're ready for it and we hope, uh, we hope you guys are too. Yeah. And speaking about ups and downs, we've run into a bit of a setback with our shroom gummies that we oh, were hoping man, to yeah. drop this summer. But you know what? It's... <sighs> We really want to get this right because we really, we really truly believe this will be a game changer. Yeah, a hundred percent. We want to eat some delicious yeah. gummies. And <laughs> yeah, and and, and chew on some and it's just mushrooms. and like the way it is right now is just not where we want it to be at. And we want to come out with something you guys will love. Mm-hmm. So uh, so just uh, sit tight. We're still working on it. Yeah, sit tight, and uh, we promise you it'll be worth the wait. Yeah, I guess I guess is there is there anything else from that conversation that we we want to touch upon? Or? Um, I don't I don't know if we talked about this in that conversation, but it, this was like a, just a thought that I've been mulling over because um, in Ontario and in Canada, uh, there's a lot of talks about reopening soon, mm-hmm. and and just thinking about like what we've gone through in this last year and a half um, in terms of like growth and like as a company or, or no, as, as, individuals? as individuals and just to think about like once things open up, how will, how will, will we just go back to our old ways or will we be able to carry over a lot of like the things that we've learned and um, the things that have made us better and like old ways being like just going out. Drinking, yeah. Drinking. Yeah. Like, so I want to, so I want to ask you like in this year in that last year and a half, like what, has been kind of like the biggest realizations not realization but what's kind of like the biggest like bad hat not bad habit but like what's the biggest change that you feel has improved you and do you feel like the biggest once things open up right are you scared that you'll lose that i think for me it was just realizations mm-hmm. i think i think before i fell into a very common trap, which is mistaking social currency for actual currency. Yeah. You know, you, you focus on a lot of your, I guess your public brand, your reputation, who, you know, what people think of you. Um, and you mistake that as things that, well, I mean, these things can obviously help you in your career and 
uh, financially and whatnot, but they're not the bottom line. Yeah. And I think there was a bit too much emphasis on that on my part personally, to be honest. Um, and then you realize when everything's closed, it's like, okay, what really matters, you know? And, um, and I still like, when I look at my Instagram and how I treat my Instagram now, it's very different. I feel like it's, I just don't, want to fall into that trap again of when things open back up of oh i'm doing this i'm here check me out da, 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 da. as if that will you know it could lead to opportunities and it has lead, led to opportunities for me personally in the past of you know uh, jobs or gigs whether in the photography world or other business ventures but it's not as important as you think mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of uh, one of my takeaways from it um and also just um did you find doing that draining or it wasn't draining it was just you just put too much emphasis and um too many eggs in that basket thinking that it'll pay off right. you know your your brand is so strong that it'll pay off you know um which don't get me wrong it's important to have a brand and a reputation and, and be a solid person and be known for things and be known for you know yeah. good stuff yeah. you know but you just can't uh rely on that as uh, this is going to pay my bills at yeah. the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. You know, who I know is going to pay my bills. You know, um, I think when the world was open, it was definitely very handy, you know, for sm- even just small stuff, just like getting around, knowing people at, at the front door, stuff like that, you know, but you can't, um, yeah, you just can't build a life off that. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with the social currency thing because um, I think it's just a result of not seeing people for the last year and a half, but I've definitely care way less about impressing people and doing things to impress people right. well i think a lot of us do this where we're subconsciously all of our actions we're doing them because we're we care about so much about what people think and yeah like whether it's the clothes you wear uh the car you drive mm, everything like all that stuff right so i think like this last year and a half is just like really just simplified the way mm-hmm. i look at my world and uh, the people that are important to me and who whose thoughts matter to me um, so my worry is that like right now I talk a big game where, mm-hmm. um, I mm-hmm. feel like, you know what, I feel liberated from the people's thoughts and what they think of me. And, uh, I don't want to impress people, but who knows, like when shit opens up and we're out at the clubs again and, and you got to cop new sneakers yeah, and yeah, buy the yeah, news yeah, clothes. Yeah. So like, I, I'm very mindful of that. And I'd be very disappointed in myself if, if I fall, back, fall into right that back, back into it. Yeah. yeah. And plus like, I just think that as you get older too, it's like you're, I'd like to think that what I value in myself goes beyond these things and, mm-hmm. and how people perceive me. Yeah. I mean, this kind of also relates back to that recent um, uh, post we did about um, the carousel post of, uh, what was it called? Uh, things you should, why you should go on a trip? Was that the title? Yeah. Uh, yep. So the, 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 we had an Instagram post uh, mm-hmm. called why you should go on a trip. And in that video post, there was a video of Michael Pollan, who's this author that talks about, um, he wrote the book, How to Change Your Mind, which talks about psilocybin, going on trips, um, and just the, the importance of it and the actual benefits of it. Um, and I don't think it, it might have been that interview, but I remember watching a video, because I linked that one to you, either he or someone else said, Ask their psychiatrist or their therapist, or I always confuse the two. I don't know the difference. Um, 
if I revert back to my old ways after this enlightenment from the shroom trip, what's the point of the shroom trip? Right. And then the person told them it's like reverting back to your normal ways and habits and thought patterns is normal, but at least you saw a crack behind mm-hmm. the curtain. And I think that's what this pandemic did. It, it yeah. Even if we revert back, it's fine. At least we gain like an inch more of self-conscious and self-awareness. And now we're, you know, at least there's something there now to work with. Right. You know, we can always push it a bit further now. You know? For me, it's being able to, it's exposing yourself uh, to see other ways of mm. living life. Um, and whether you decide to stick with that after things open up, that's all up to you. Uh-huh. Like for me, for example, so like I started working out and going to the gym uh, with the Buddha bomb guys. And what I realized during this pandemic is that, you know what? Like I'm actually, I'm like, I feel like I, I did not give myself enough credit before in terms of like what I'm able to like accomplish mentally and physically. Oh, like you, you didn't think you had that discipline. Yeah. Mm. And, but wait, but, but that's, think, the thing is that's like, unfair though. Cause you were busier before. Right. You definitely have, you don't have to go to the office now. Right. How would you go to the the gym if you didn't have, if you had to go to the office every day? But the thing is like, once you've reached that mountaintop or the peak or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, carving out time during the day, it's not like I'm at the gym like two, three hours a day. Mm -hmm. Like right now, like one hour is like good. If I can't find an hour in my day when things go back to normal, that's my fault. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? I I definitely agree with that too. I always had the excuse of I'm too busy, but I think it's just terrible time management. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, yeah, and it's just like reprioritizing. And if and if we're saying that we're going to care about social currency l- less when things open up, then, then like realistically, we should have more time. If we care about so- social currency less, realistically, like, we should, yeah, we, that makes sense. We should be able to like carve out more time for ourselves for people. Because there is, yeah, that makes sense. Doing things we want to do. Um, what the pandemic has done for me is just like open my eyes to certain possibilities and like results that I've never seen in myself or in the world before. The thing is like, once things open up, I could lose all that. Yeah. You know, yeah. but like the fact that I know that, that I feel like society is itself possible. will lose a lot of the things yeah. that we learned, yeah. but it, it just is the part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we all don't go back to, cause even right now when you see certain people, like certain States, you know, if you're in Miami, if you're in Florida, if you're in, Cali, some people are at the clubs and stuff like that. And you see that stuff. I mean, like, it's just so unappealing to see on Instagram. I don't know if it's because I, we're locked yeah, down, right? Yeah. But you see other people showing off their trip here. I'm here. I got this new car. I yeah. got this new drip. And it's just like, why? Who cares? Yeah. I started, I actually started unfollowing people on Instagram that. Too showy, too yeah. flexy. Who's, whose account is just strictly just product based. Yeah like materialistic base and, and like offer no value other than that. Mm. I just started unfollowing that shit. Um, but like, if that's your thing, go for it. It's just like, for me, I'm trying to like create a space for myself where I don't have to see that shit 24 seven. Yeah. Cause it feels really negative. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. It, I've, I've definitely like right? associated it, it with just, something negative. Now, yeah. It doesn't more give negative. me cool. Vi- it doesn't give me positive vibes where I was like, yo, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. It's more like, I guess it's because we see that they're posting it because they know they want it to be seen. Right. Right. Where it's like that side comes out and you're like, ugh. Like, yeah. Yeah. You didn't really need to show that off. You know, it just as if things just don't feel as, as genuine. 
<laughs> you know, I guess this episode will be a, a good uh, marker. You yeah, know, yeah. If we uh, yeah. are able to live up to the things that we say uh, we will when things get back open, which I guess in Canada at least is looking better. Yeah. Numbers I, are down. Vaccination rate is going up. Yeah, I'm hearing um, a mid-June reopening. So we'll, I don't know, we'll see. I've just learned not to get my hopes up when, <laughs> when I hear like these announcements and guesses. I have enjoyed um, just being outside more though, like whether it's just going out for a run or a walk outside, going mm-hmm. on dates outside, um, going like picnics with our friends. Yeah. Yeah, we started doing bonfires by the beach. That shit is a vibe. So that, that's, that's also like one thing that I hope we don't do. lose either. Obviously like we're gonna, yeah, restaurants and, and patios and stuff. But prior to this, like you and I, we never fucking stepped foot yeah. outside. We've never like, I mean, gone on a hike or. It, uh, to be fair, is because I feel like part of our job as photographers, right. we would go to these locations. We would go to Scarborough Bluffs. We would go to waterfalls. We would go, to, you know, and so it felt like, I guess this relates back to um, what we were talking about with Johnny before and friendship and confusing. Yeah, work with. Work with quality time. So maybe by us being at Cherry Beach at Scarborough Bluffs, it felt like, oh, I've yeah. done the hike. I've, Absolutely. Right? But it wasn't the true experience of being there without the work and just being there and having no plan, yeah. no objective, and yeah. just enjoying it. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's very different. It's a mm-hmm. very different experience from, like, shooting a couple at the Bluffs and then just, just chilling on the sand at the Bluffs with, like, some drinks and some food. Yeah. It's, it's very different. I was, uh, so you went on a date last night? Yeah, we went to, uh, I don't know if the view or the listeners know, but um, behind Ontario Place is like a little, what's that place called? You have a name for it. The, wherever the skating rink is. Um, what? It's West? Trillium Park. Is right? it called Trillium Park? I don't know, but you walk through the IMAX yeah, yeah. theater. There's a bridge. Um, is it closed off to the public or you guys No, it's open. There? Oh, true. It's open. Yeah, people take bike rides there. People, there was a lot of people that went there yesterday. Um, but it just closed at 11. So you go through the IMAX entrance as a bridge into this Ontario Place kind of park. Um, and it's a really good view of the water, the West End, Mississauga and stuff. Um, and yeah, and it was a great day. You know, we had just had tacos and tequila. Uh, hey. My tolerance is definitely much lower <laughs> than it was before. Um, but yeah, and then we just ended up chatting till closing time, 11. And then we went back to the car and chatted some more until... Like just in the parking lot? Yeah, just in the parking lot. Yeah, and just chat until the, the wee hours. Yeah, damn, man. Where'd you meet this girl? We met on a video shoot uh, for a music video. And then it was only until recently where I saw her on Hinge. Oh, okay. So we always had like this kind of like Instagram friends rapport, mm-hmm. right? We met each other at the video shoot, you know, just added each other on Instagram, just couple comments here and there nothing really crazy yeah. it's just like oh when you meet somebody on hinge it kind of like you're able to you're shoot able your to, shot from like a exactly from a romantic exactly because now it's like yo i'm not being creepy i'm, yeah. not, I'm not overstepping <laughs> yeah, my yeah. bounds you're i know where i'm here yeah <laughs> yo let's, <laughs> it's the spider-man meme you know we're just pointing at each other like huh <laughs> yeah you know it was uh when you, when you see them on hinge it's kind of like okay this is we're both on the same page now yeah um, and then we ended up talking some more and that, but so, sorry, when I first saw her on Hinge, that was like maybe a month ago. Um, she's just been busy going to the States for some stuff. 
and then we finally got a chance to link up and it was good so we'll we'll see how things go in the future okay <laughs> yeah everyone's getting booed up uh after the pandemic. i feel like the yeah the the most refreshing thing to be honest was just being able to have like a a real conversation i know everyone says that is the most fucking cliche shit but for someone to connect with how you are yeah um is definitely a hard thing so you're saying um a lot of the like the the pandemic dates you've been on you weren't able to find that you had that i wasn't because i just did not to me at least th- there was no substance being offered i wasn't able mm. to even like 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 the way we are talking about right now i feel like i feel like we talk about things in a deeper way uh-huh. right we like to analyze and be more self-aware uh, when we have discussions and i feel like not everyone is able to do that and and if they are able to formulate opinions or you know things about themselves and their lives i don't know how true those opinions are because i don't know how self-aware they are they might believe certain things about themselves right, right. i enjoy doing this i enjoy doing that <laughs> this is who i but yeah. is it really you uh-huh. you know or is that who you think you are you know so it's just refreshing when you know hopefully at least from from what i gathered from last night that you know this person has a a truer sense uh-huh. of who they are <laughs> it's it's almost like the winding down of lockdown and you you kind of got to hit a last minute shot <laughs> yeah i mean yeah you know what i mean <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh, what happens it was just the first date but um how things have been in, <laughs> in your love life i don't know if you want to share about that um no it's been it's been pretty great it's been pretty great uh yeah you're pretty booed up yeah it's for the past was it month now two months yeah it's like two months uh, almost two months i think i think being in lockdown or like dating in the lockdown definitely speeds up the process in terms of like one yeah for sure it speeds up the process one you like (laughs) you guys are always available Uh um for the most part yeah for the most part right like fuck else you have to do so you definitely spend more time in that sense um wait do you find that you're spending more time uh with this new with this girl versus in regular relationships because i feel like you guys don't see it's still like reasonable for you guys bro i was bad before (laughs) like like four or five times a week no no like as in i didn't oh really and this is when we were shooting weddings too so like saturday was booked off a no-go sorry baby girl (laughs) yeah daddy's making the guap yeah so um i'm making art but it's it's dope like obviously like you spend more time and you get to do like more unconventional things in terms of like date ideas Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's also weird that you're you're like you've been with this girl for x amount of time and you haven't been yeah you don't know what each other are like at a Mm -hmm. a restaurant Mm -hmm. in in like an actual (laughs) social setting yeah it's just one-on-one all the time yeah yeah so that's also like really weird too yeah Um, you you don't see the other half of the picture right right but no she's dope like i like like you said i think um it's really rare to find somebody you connect on on a on a a deeper level and also like somebody that doesn't necessarily is share all the same values and and views with you but is doesn't also very share? no doesn't but also like is open-minded mm. and like understands and also like offer is able to communicate her view and make you empathize with it a little bit mm-hmm. and i think like the one of the most important things and rarest things that i haven't been able to find in the past is like being able to agree to disagree civilly mm. 
you know like i think it's okay to like not agree on things like when she talks about the things she cares about like i can tell that it comes from uh, a place that's like very close to her heart mm. personal to her um whereas like yo man like i don't care about i don't care about veganism or like i'm not uh, i'm not a vegan so i'm not gonna pretend like i care about animals and like saving animals and shit like that right so i feel like there's a lot of people out there that they just want to they see like these causes as social currency um social currency personal identity yeah like i'm like f- for every cause that i'm supporting is like a point yeah under my belt yeah you know it helps define me it makes me a good person yeah you know it gives me something to talk about i'm exciting yeah you know and it's just like how true is that and it's uh so yeah it's just definitely like really refreshing to to like finally meet somebody like that yeah that's great man yeah you uh whenever you you guys are both together it looks like you guys are fucking super in love <laughs> <laughs> which is good you know um but i guess on that point of the social justice warrior right we had an episode where where we talked about the stop asian hate stuff right <sighs> And where the fuck are you yeah, guys now? Yeah, where the <laughs> fuck are these guys now, bro? Oh, my God. Jeez. It's, everything feels like, because obviously now it's the Israel-Palestine yeah. thing, which not taking away from it, you see, it, it feels like the same thing over and over again. There's a, an issue. Paragraphs after paragraphs on Instagram stories. This is what's going on, which, which is fine. I get it. You're spreading awareness, which is important. But sometimes it feels too much. And there are, sometimes there are people that I don't know how truly attached you are to this issue. Is it because it's the issue of the moment? Yeah. Or this is something that's, you know, you, this is a hill you're ready to die on type thing, you know? And and with the stop Asian hate thing, the reason why I feel like we were more passive about it, obviously we don't want to see that stuff when we care about it. But if, if it just felt like another topic of the moment, yeah, and I think that's the main thing that it's a very in the moment uh, experience that everybody's having. Because I'm not, I'm not doubting that no one, ca- like no one, people are fake caring about right. mm-hmm. old Asian ladies and grandpas getting beat on the street. I think when you watch those videos, it it definitely sparks a real uh, heated reaction. The difference is like people who are self aware that all right, I'm mad in the moment. And people who are, yo, let me fucking jump on this yeah, and it, make this my identity and like pretend to walk on Capitol Hill, guns blazing. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like yeah. um, we just got to find different ways of creating actionable things that actually make a difference. Actionable things that make a difference. And one thing that I've, I've been starting to care about more is uh, at least at least from the perspective of Asians is like representation and culture because I think that's something that like you and I and like our group of friends can actually make a difference in mm-hmm. because it, to be honest like in any other like we're not social justice warriors we're not politicians we're not uh like we we're dumb when it comes to that shit yeah but like we're we also like live in this world where we're in the media where uh we love design doing cool shit so I think like where we can make a difference and use our skill set is like creating representation and advocating for that yeah, uh, in the industries that we're in. In the industries that are in and through our, how we conduct ourselves. Yeah. Right. How, 
how we show up to work, the work we 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 present to the world, the, mm-hmm. the things that we do, the companies we create, you know, these are dope things and they're done by Asians. Yeah. You know, that's how we want to promote our culture and our peoples, you know, not through giant paragraphs on Instagram yeah. and yeah. making people feel guilty and and it just yeah, where is that energy now? Mm-hmm. You know, keep the same energy. So it's like we're always going to be doing dope shit and doing good dope shit and, and being proud of who we are. And that is our energy. Right. And, and the sad thing is I feel like we're only going to be more divided. I feel like we talked about this recently. And, and one of the things that we also discovered with the conversation, you know, with Johnny is that we're only getting more and more divided as, as people these days. Yeah. You know, I don't think when the world goes back to normal, we're going to be more united. We'll definitely be even more divided because you're going to have a, a large group of the population who are vaccinated <laughs> and are going to be able to freely do whatever the fuck they want. And then you're going to have people who are, who've been against the, getting vaccinated who are probably going to have certain limitations imposed on them. Yeah. I wonder what's, what's going to happen, man. Cause I, I've, I'm hearing stuff that they're not going to do that. Right. The vaccine, the vaccine passports or whatever. Right. But, but not even vaccine passports. It's just like, let's say. But if things get worse, like I'm not against it. Right. Right. Because at the same time, like, why aren't it's, we looking out for each other? Yeah. I mean, it's a, I don't know. It's a, it is a slippery slope, man. Cause like even with, um, definitely is even so like, I'm not saying it'll be like a government wide, uh, vaccine passport type of thing, but even just like on a smaller scale, like let's say you work for a corporate company they're a private company. They can impose certain rules. It can be like, yo, if you right. get vaccinated, you can't meet clients or et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. So like you as an employee, you might feel outcasted or or like treated differently or looked less lesser than. So um, a lot of people are going to be running into that situation uh, on a much smaller scale in like the, the work and even like family functions even maybe, right? Like yeah. it's definitely going to be different. It's definitely going to be different. And I, like, I, I am, that's why I think it's a slippery slope because it's like, why, why haven't we been doing this for like other, other vaccines? Yeah. I think it's just the time we're in. There's just too much information these days, too many echo chambers. Everyone is listening to their own confirmation biases on the internet. Yeah. Right. The people we follow on social media, we follow them partly because we agree with their views. Um, social apps like TikTok definitely under have a great algorithm where they service things we want to see. Yeah. So it reinforces those thoughts, you know, and I feel like if you're an anti-vaxxer, you're going to stay an anti-vaxxer. If you believe in vaccinations and science, you're going to believe in vaccinations and science. Yeah. You know, and it just is what it is. There's just too much information on both sides that support both sides. The divisiveness is so apparent, especially because like it's starting to, hit closer to home mm-hmm. um, because you're starting to see like certain topics being off topic and yeah. Like even in, in your own like close group of friends, your family discussions, whatever. So, um, so how do we, f- how, how does, how do humans fix this? Because this is obviously not good for us for, yeah. yeah. For any proper discussion and any proper debate, there has to be the, ability to openly discuss everything without being triggered but sometimes it's honestly tough it is like you almost have to 
go against all of your human instinct to have a, a civil conversation, like a emotionless conversation about something that's you're very passionate about. Like for example, when we talk to our close friend about vaccines <clears throat> and, and like, I forget like some of like the social justice things that he was talking about. Those that, that, that sounded pretty wild to me. Like it was, you can physically feel yourself getting agitated, agitated and angry, and angry yeah. but you also need to like catch yourself and remind yourself, all right, if you want to like pursue this conversation, you need to remove all those feelings. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, that's, and, and that's very yeah. hard to do. And if you want it to be an effective conversation, you can't exactly, get emotional. Exactly. Like my, like, cause I can't be the people that I hate the most, which yeah. is fucking the, the ones I see on TV and on Instagram that are trying to like, who are screaming and yelling at me, trying to get me yeah, on their yeah, side. Yeah, right. Cause yeah. that's the, what I hate the most. So I can't, I gotta keep the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think we all just need to know more about what we're talking about, be more well-informed and also learn how to better, be better presenters of information, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just, just at least get them to meet halfway. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that was always a good negotiation um, thing I read somewhere online where it's like, you don't try to convince someone, you just convince them to say at least yes i i can see the possibility of that idea or of your idea right right and then at least move them halfway across the line and then you know and then yeah. from there you know we'll see most people who uh change sides or like have a like who changed the way they think or their opinions on things they almost have to go through the experience themselves mm-hmm. like you can't tell people what to do like for, even like for us like as kids growing up like we never listened to our parents when they told us to do shit. But like, as you get older, you realize that a lot of the shit they were saying were, was right. Not because they told us when we were young, but because we had to make mistakes along yeah. the way that yeah. like showed us that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's the same, same way thing. with adults. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Humans just need to learn firsthand the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. You can have a grand old wise man tell you everything about life and you're like, nah, I think it's different, man. Yeah. You know, and until you go through it first and you're like, oh, Mm-hmm. You know, just do more shrooms, man. <laughs> When's our next shroom trip, Derek? <laughs> cottage. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Cottage. Oh the, yeah, yeah. Cottage. Let's cottage. Get it. Um, yeah, we're gonna be doing a bunch of drugs there. <laughs> you know, to be honest, we're we're. I want to try LSD for the first time. Mm. Um, I definitely am really excited about LSD and what that brings. I feel like from what I've read and heard and you know, talking to people, it's just a more energetic shroom mm. trip and it's much more visual based versus shroom is much more spiritual based. Sounds like a lot more fun at a cottage with a large group or larger group of friends. Whereas when we did our, what, like our four or five gram trip, it was just kind of introspective and solo. Yeah. It was us. Like you're kind of just tripping inwards. Yeah. Whereas I don't know. It sounds like L- I've never done LSD either, but it sounds like you're kind of being marveled by the environment around you yeah i like i don't know about you but just from me being a visual creative person Mm -hmm. i really want to see what lsd can show me visually oh god i didn't even think about that yeah Yeah, like i I I want to like i want the the world visually to perplex me yeah and change my mind i'm like oh shit i never looked Mm -hmm. at this angle before this this lighting this color this feeling of you know stuff (laughs) speaking of the visual trips the last time we did uh shrooms at the cottage wait when was the last time um it wasn't a big trip we this is when we did like a bunch of super doses and it kind of like oh delayed. yeah yeah but uh, the visual that i was seeing is that when i would look into the sky 
you see the blue sky and it felt like we as humans were like living in this terrarium and like the sky was like this there's like a glass ceiling yeah, an invisible yeah, yeah. ceiling and there was just like a larger fucking like being looking down on us i mean that honestly is what it is yeah we're little things on a giant rock yeah spinning around in space and you know <sighs> yeah sometimes when yeah the the good and bad thing about doing shrooms i would say is the how small you are right, right. The, the realization of we're just because you're able to zoom out way yeah, further yeah i think and i think that's what the visuals give you in terms of like that that lesson like it's not telling you that that we're smaller we're smaller but it's really showing you mm -hmm. and then i think you're just you need to make that you're connection. able to understand it yeah, yeah yeah and and from there it's you know <clears throat> you have to decide from that information of being so small if that's a good thing or a bad thing to you mm -hmm. you know do you um do you, did you have positive or negative associations with that i would say positive mm -hmm. I've, I've never i've never had a bad shroom trip like i've seen bad things i mean i mean not like, so much of bad shroom trip but like understanding that you're so small oh yeah i, I like feel the that, insignificance i feel that every time i think that's like probably the main i would say for anybody that does go on a shroom trip that's probably the over overlaying lesson that you'll get across the board mm. um that you're small <laughs> that there's a there's a speck of dust in this giant universe um and does that leave you with humbling. positive or negative so i would say for me positive i think it depends how people take it but if you want to take it from a positive way like you should see it from like it should be like a humbling experience almost like mm. your problems the things that you complain about should sound insignificant mm -hmm. because you are insignificant mm -hmm. and like who are you to think that you matter this much um so it can be positive but i can also see people uh i can see how that can scare people too mm -hmm. um so it really depends on the individual uh which is why i think going in with the with the proper mindset is very important yeah. And, and I think what you described is also ego death. Yes. Right. It's you dissolve that part of you that thinks you are the center of the world. Yeah. I am super important. Everything I feel and think matters um, because it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, so you might as well enjoy your time here, be with good people and make the best of it. Exactly. Um, have you been seeing Bo Burnham stuff recently on TikTok? Is he the comedian? He's the comedian, yeah. I saw, I haven't, no, I haven't seen his TikToks, but I saw the, he has a new Netflix special. Yeah, he has a new Netflix special that's apparently like really, I guess honest and true, but also depressive. Mm -hmm. um, just because he's so, such a self-aware entertainer. Right. Um, and, and one of the things that I saw, that I keep seeing on TikTok is, is it really important for 7 billion people to have 7 billion opinions and share all of them all at the exact same time and think they all matter? you know <laughs> yeah because that's what the power of social media has given us and, so, and i saw that i'm like that is so fucking true i'm just gonna stop posting what i think and because it doesn't matter like we don't always have to express it maybe to our friend family and friends and that's good enough you don't have to tell the world your every thought your every meal your every you know right this is all it's almost uh the next evolution of oversharing to on social media because remember when it was like facebook and they introduced what's on your mind as like your status mm. and some people would just fucking 
they would divulge in some like super personal shit like my parents got divorced da, 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 and i'm feeling this way but now it's like it's gone beyond personal and more so like what my thoughts are on the world yeah you're weighing on on issues yeah. and now every event that happens there's seven billion comments technically you know and it's just like is that necessary i think before you were trying to garner sympathy mm-hmm. and now you're trying to garner allyship i guess that social currency that you were talking about mm-hmm. like those, the, those fucking social points that you get for getting behind a cause like community points yeah yeah like yeah like exactly like just looking like an ally towards certain communities and groups mm-hmm. um yeah we're in a very complicated time as people as a as a species um yeah technology has definitely been for better and for worse yeah man <laughs> yeah because sometimes when you go on instagram it just feels like an emotional ride some days mm-hmm. where when especially when there's world events going on yeah it feels like it takes a toll on you. Yeah. Like I am a different person than I was who I was 20 minutes ago opening this app. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that's a good thing. Like my, I think I, unfo- I've started to unfollow like one or two people every day. Oh, wow. You're on a, um, yeah. Like I'm just trying to fucking get to a you're point on a where, hit list. not a hit list. I'm just trying to get to a point where, uh, my Instagram is just like my friends and, Art without dope shit. Yeah, art without the commentary. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for that. (laughs) Yeah, and I just feel like a lot of like these accounts that I followed two years ago, fucking (laughs) (laughs) selling me different goods now. I I guess on the the flip side of it, yeah, for these artists creating dope shit with commentary, is it not within their obligation to? Because the the classic argument is use your platform. Use your platform. Right. You know, do you, what do you think about that? If you're going to do that, I think that's great. Just fucking come from a, come from a authentic place and not from a, don't act like you're, cause like a lot of these uh, influencers and, and smaller accounts that I follow who do that, they're doing what fucking corporate companies do where it's like, yo, it's pride month. So let mm-hmm. me like change our logo and make it the rainbow flag. And you know it's what Bell, I mean? Let's talk. Let me share about my men. You know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's just like it's, every year people are just going through the fucking motions. Yeah. Um, because that's just what everybody is doing. If you do have a personal platform and you're like just an individual, like the cool thing is like you have a platform where you can say something unique. Mm-hmm. You can say something that's true to you without the repercussions of, uh, like fucking corporate stakeholders and, and things like that, right? So fucking take advantage of that. Like don't don't come through with like the, the regular corporate shit. Mm-hmm. And I think before even, I feel like because it's so easy to post your opinion these days, mm-hmm. we need to be more educated on it. Because even, um, even in recent group chats, what I've started doing is fact checking everybody. Right. Right, because it's so easy, and I catch myself this too. Oh, I heard so essential. I heard this news. I heard that news. I heard this rumor. Yeah. I heard that rumor. Let me take the two seconds it takes to Google this first before I spread some misinformation, and before I spread more lies and and the wrong, you know, Bill Gates did this or da 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 did that or did you hear this affects you this way or you know let me verify this for myself first before I become an uh, an amplifier for this misinformation. Yeah, and like, 
it's it makes it such a fucking dangerous place because like you have a lot of people who aren't uh people are like our parents or older people who are on the internet that yeah it's so dangerous that, for them that don't have the fucking they don't have like the the, the the mental wherewithal the, to the to, web smarts yeah yeah to right? distinguish me yo this post is fucking scams i know man it's like <laughs> yo, you, is, know, you know how many um i remember i remember my, my mom at the start of the pen or like in the middle of the pandemic when they were talking about like vaccine she was like i'm not taking the vaccine and i'm like why because like she and then she showed me like some shit like her friends forward oh, her man. on like fucking whatsapp i'm like bro you're stupid <laughs> <laughs> wait was she um like still hesitant to get it no, it's because I know she doesn't mean these things. Like she's just seeing it. Like she doesn't. Right. She, she just regurg- truly, She doesn't she believe. She just just hitting yeah. what's being presented to her. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can tell when somebody like truly believes in something, right? Right. Um, but but you can also tell when it's just, uh, yeah, exactly. Like just a compilation of fucking posts and articles that they've they've just happened to see. Yeah, and I think we saw that in that what was that Netflix documentary that showed that um that Cambridge. Analytica company like oh, swayed the election. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever that was called, you basically can see that misinformation, if marketed properly and spread properly, can win you an election and can can change the world. So I think it's more important yeah. now than ever that we all, for the things that we think we truly believe in, let's verify to ourselves first. Right. Let's do more research, uh, fact check everything, and then bef- and then present the ideas, and then become the amplifier and part of the echo chamber if you have friends that are anti-vaxxers or <laughs> conspiracy theorists just take it easy on them man <sighs> take it easy because i feel like um yelling at them or getting into a yelling match is just not conducive and it's just gonna like wedge your the two of you apart even further yeah and then you end up with <laughs> still an unvaccinated person yeah. and one friend less yeah yeah that makes sense Anyways, so man. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a uh, that was it for, for episode seven. Uh, gloomy life talks of technology and human species and uh, <laughs> how we are eventually doomed. But um, no, we we, are, we do have a lot of exciting other in- interviews coming up for the next couple episodes. Uh, we, yeah, we've like, been getting to chat with. You want to drop there? You want to? Yeah, yeah. So there. we've been talking. So we obviously released the one with Mel, mm-hmm. who's an amazing pastry chef, and you know, offer a lot of insight into the service industry during mm-hmm. this whole pandemic and yeah. lockdown. Um, we recently had conversations with Max. Max Mao is a incredible 3D designer yeah. um, that will be working on some S35 stuff. He's a big advocate of microdosing and he has a really interesting story from yeah, a, kid, interesting. a kid growing up in China, moving to Nova Scotia for school. Yeah. <laughs> and then how he ended up in Toronto and doing what he does. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, you recently photographed and posted something uh, about Dot. We had a conversation with Dot the engineer. Yep. Um, just uh, Dot's just a really interesting dude because like, there's so much going on in his head. Mm-hmm. And then just um, he, so much going on in his head and he has so many interests and just trying to kind of like um, tackle each of those things in a conversation was really fun. Yeah, and then he has a very interesting story too. You know, black kid growing up in Poland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then coming to Toronto and being a mu- music engineer. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're excited. You know, everyone stay tuned. We appreciate you guys sharing this podcast. Um, we're going to, you know, very excited to pump out more episodes now that our uh, den is finally complete and we can <laughs> spend more time on this. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. <laughs>